Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Generation of Wrestling Podcast. As always, it's yours truly, the 26-year-old piece of gold, the franchise better known as the Showstopper. And with me, as always, I got my brothers, my familia, me and my nose. First up, we got the human encyclopedia of wrestling, the flawless phenomenon. Joe knows everything, a.k.a. flawless Joey V. And across the way, as always, we got the Carmel Cody, the light-skinned Teddy Pendergrass, a.k.a. Mr. One, Two, Three, Pin that ass down, K. Breezy, better known as Tuco Kimbro. And we are the Generation of Wrestling Podcast. It's about to go down. The franchise has come through once again. Yes, sir. Hey, can you hear me clearly without no static? Yeah, for sure. All right, cool. I don't know what the hell was going on, man. It seemed like it was a lot of static when I was doing the test run on my on this on these headphones and on this mic. Like it seemed like it was like uh, like a power short. Like, <laughs> damn, oh, shit. Yeah, I guess flawless went to go play with himself. Waiting, play with this tally whacker. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, it was good though, bro, bro. Shit, man, shit. You know, making it through the day. Getting through you know, the day, as we do. You know, I, th- I think it's absolutely 100%. It's going to be like seven minutes. And we're like, fuck it. Let's just do a show. <laughs> and nobody, like, nobody seems to give a shit. Like, I ain't even got it on right now. No, nah, if it was AEW, it'd be different. But I think it's raw. We don't really know what for the beginning of the show. I mean, we I'm pretty sure we all recording it, so it's not like we can't watch it from the beginning anyway. So, speaking of, man, you know, in about an hour, I got to go get my WWE 2K20. I'll let you know if it's worth getting it for your son or not. <laughs> oh, he already got it. Oh, shit. Yeah, he already been got it. He already got it. Oh. All right, then. Well, I got to wait till 9 o'clock till my game stop due to the midnight release. Which oh. ain't at midnight. <laughs> of course not. You probably walk up at 9 30 and get in line and get your shit. Hell yeah. I just, I just called, man. If I, if I got on the phone on me on uh on the, on this with y'all and they was like, yeah, nine o'clock. I'm like, you goddamn skippy. I'll be there, man. man cool. Come on, flawless where you at, man. Stop digging in your booty for gold. Flawless, flawless. Uh, yeah, he he treating us like the redheads. He, he treating he, us like we trying to make a he trying to make a dramatic uh, entrance. <laughs> See, don't you? Hey, hey, y'all didn't say you're ready. You know, if you would have text something, man, you should be paying attention. All right, Joe, can you hear me clearly? Yeah, about time. I know, man. I was telling Kimbrough, man, this. I don't know, man. This program was acting stupid for a minute. But, uh, man, let's get right into it because we ain't got too, too long. So, uh, I already did the intros at the beginning, man, of the before I even recorded with you guys. So, let's get right into it, man. Okay. All right, man. So, SmackDown kicked off with uh, the Intercontinental Champion, Shinsuke Nakamura, with Sami Zayn as his manager slash liberator, whatever he calling himself this week. Going up against the big dog Roman Reigns and a pretty this was a pretty decent match. This wasn't a bad match. Um I was surprised. Uh I figured maybe Roman would get the, the cheap pop win, but we got an interference from uh Baron Corbin at the end. 
uh, flawless. Uh, what you thought of this match, man? I thought it was good. I like chemistry between Shinsuke Nakamura and uh, Roman Reigns. You know, <laughs> hello, you know? say say Shinsuke who? Shinsuke Nakamura. <laughs> <laughs> so I like the chemistry between Reigns and Nakamura. So it was a good match until that little freaking uh, bitch Baron Corbin came out, and that just ruined it for me. I mean, I was watching a good match to open up SmackDown. Like, I don't right. know if it's me, but, like, SmackDown has, like, a different feel than Raw. Like, it feels bigger, even though both shows <laughs> suck donkey dick. But, you know. It's the way it's presented. Yeah. Like, it's just, so, so lit it. up. It, it's, it, it seems so brighter than, than Raw does. But uh, I agree with you. I, I The only thing I can see good coming from this is possibly outside of Roman Reigns versus Baron Corbin, which it looks like it's going to be, is Daniel Bryan versus Nakamura. Like, yeah. I can see a Daniel Bryan versus Nakamura. I would look forward to that, considering they clearly not doing Ali versus Nakamura and not really sure what he's doing. But, yeah, I could definitely – that's probably the only good thing I see coming out of that. I'll tell you this. You know what? I do like uh, I do like the camera that you see um, – uh, uh, the camera angle that you see on, uh, you know, on SmackDown. Like, it has that football feel. Yeah, 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 it does. Yeah. Well, but also, so in this match, you know, as we as we say, you know, Barry Corbin came down, uh, franchise, your boy, the the planeteer came out to live the help at head, but ended up getting tangled up by Sami Zayn and then getting uh Kinshaska by Nakamura. What did you feel uh when when Daniel Bryan coming out? What, what's your take on where he's where his direction is now? I like it. I I, I liked it, but I, I'm I'm still kind of confused. Uh, there was never really. <sighs> I, I understand why he turned face, but there was still never really any like, I guess like real story behind it. Like they never really kind of got into why he's helping Roman, besides the fact that you know Eric Rowan was a liar, but. I don't really know if that's enough for me to really buy into this whole thing. And my thing is like, okay, are they going to do two separate pushes with Roman and Brian against, you know, like you said, Nakamura and you know, Rowan, uh, well, Rowan eventually or whatever, or I don't know if they're going to try to make Daniel Bryan and uh, Roman some type of temporary tag team. Like, I guess I don't really know exactly what they're going to do with Brian. Uh, because it seemed like as soon as he turned, he just got thrown in with Roman Reigns. So, well, I mean, they're the two most people. They're, they're, they're the two most popular on the show. I mean, if you think about it, as far as the SmackDown roster goes, you think Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns, you got multi-time uh, world champions. Yeah, and, and like Flawless said, I will say this: uh, overall, the show sucked. But I did, I, I did, I did like Shinsuke Nakamura, <laughs> and. Uh, I like I like seeing Roman. I, I think Roman and uh, Brian and Corbin. It was cool, but I really wish that they would just let that match play out between uh, Brian and Nakamura. But like you know, flawless said that little bitch Corbin came out and messed it up. Yeah, I feel that too. Okay, okay. So moving on, we got the new day in the back. Okay, we got the new day in the back. Right. So we got Kofi and Biggie and Xavier. They singing and. Big E talking about he don't want no kids. And then all of a sudden, Tucker comes in with this with this table. And he puts <laughs> it down. 
Huh? No, I, uh, I was laughing. I'm sorry. <clears throat> oh, my bad. Uh, so he puts the table down and he says, you know, even though we got this turmoil match going on at uh, Crown Jewel tonight, we got this eight man tag. You know, we got to have some camaraderie. So today we're going to make y'all some pancakes and we're going to try to cheer you up, Kofi, for your loss against Brock Lesnar. Now, flawless. I was talking to the franchise about this earlier, about this little subtle thing that I noticed when I watched it that no one, I don't know how many people really saw it. So when Tucker has said that to Kofi and Kofi had responded, you know, man, you know, I'm not tripping about that loss. You know, I'm, I'm, I got the power of positivity in me. If you watched his hands when he was saying it and just the way that he was saying it, he was balling up some pancakes in his hand. Like he was tearing them up while he was saying that, like, I don't, I don't want to read too much into it. I looked at it as that that was him masking the fact that he knows that he lost, that he knows he got embarrassed. And instead of talking about it, he's just brushing it down. I wonder, did you did you happen to notice that little bit of, uh, uh, I don't know, of a tease or whatever it was? Uh, I didn't notice it. But now that you brought it up, I'm going to have to go back and look. And I'll tell you this, if, if he is doing that, Ooh, I hope it – I think it could be maybe a heel turn, you know, where Kofi comes out and says, I lost my title and I didn't get a rematch. This is how WWE is run. Like, right. either, either, like, turn heel or just be that mad, you know, like, still a face, but that aggressive, like, how we wanted Kofi to come out during those segments with Lesnar. Like, just yeah. get mad and get aggressive. Yeah, I, 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 okay, I agree with you because I, I, I don't, I, I'm, I don't want to get too hyped about it. Like you, you're right. That is something that we would love to see because it's different of Kofi. We haven't really seen that from him since he had the feud with Orton back in the day, like in 2009. That was like the mean, like the angriest and most upset he's ever been. So to see that different in him, do I want to see a heel turn against the New Day? Maybe not, but I would like to see them all kind of just turn into something different. Like, they don't have to break up, but not be the OC, but be not be so positive, not be so uh, unicorns and happy and all that. Franchise, what's your thoughts? Y'all hear me? Yeah. Yeah, we hear you. Good. Good, damn it. <laughs> now, nah, like we flawless said, hopefully this is a more aggressive Kofi Kingston. I think that's the one thing that us three have been harping on. Uh, that this is one thing that the internet wrestling community has been, you know, complaining about. Kofi, you know, we get the power of positivity. We get it. But, man, you've been in this thing for 11-plus years. You finally got your opportunity. You got, in your mind, you got screwed. And now it's time for you to be like, all right, man, cool. Like, we got to get serious. Because right now, I mean, the New Day is good. But I think if you – we see what Big E can do when he get aggressive in the ring. We see what Xavier Wilson do. We get aggressive in the ring. The only person who really hasn't shown the mainstream yet is Kofi, and that's what I want to see. I think if Kofi show a little bit of that edge, he could get a Becky Lynch type reaction, man. If it's done correctly, like who doesn't love Kofi? Yeah, that's true. That's true. I agree with that also. But, yeah. So uh, to finish that off, we we got our boy uh, t- uh, uh, Otis. Coming in with an apron, nothing. Else. It looked like it was just an apron, like it was nothing else. Staring <laughs> up some, staring up some pancake batter, and then they had the goals to throw some damn protein powder into it, and then he ate it, which was, which was, you know, that was Otis. That, that that's what he do, man. He he he, he, off, he weird like that, but 
I wanted to make sure to mention that Kofi tidbit there, just to, something we can keep our eye on and hope that WWE may push into the right direction, uh, you know, later on, moving on. Next up, we got your boy, Flawless. We got your boy, Shorty G. <laughs> I've been saying it. I've been saying it. <laughs> we got your boy, Shorty G, coming out against Curtis Axel in a quick, uh, you know, maybe two, three-minute match. You know, he got him with a nice little roll-up and got him for the ankle lock submission. Uh, then he gave a nice little in- uh, inspirational uh, speech afterwards. Flawless, I'm going to come to you with this, man, because you've been calling it. You've been screaming it out. What's your uh, – I guess what's your what's your thoughts on where the, where he's going from now? Well, I was telling you guys, I don't know, maybe like a month two ago that they uh, trademarked the name Shorty G for him. Uh, and he finally came out and said, call me Shorty G. Man, right. I'll tell you this, man. Gable's a good wrestler. Like, Gable was a good amateur wrestler in college in the Olympics. And he's a good wrestler if given the chance. Um, to me, I think Gable is a <sighs> how do I say this nicely? Um, he's a shorter version of Kurt Angle. I will say that. He's yeah. like a mini Kurt Angle yeah. with the suplexes and the ankle lock. I love how he adapts the ankle lock. I love that. Like the entire adapts- amateur background. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, just bring it. I mean, push that in your arsenal. I mean, I I can't wait to see where they have going for Shorty G, you know, going forward. And, you know, like, I know they were going to trademark the name Shelty B for Shelton Benjamin, but he's on Raw, so I don't know how that's going to work. But we'll see. But Shorty G, Shorty G is the place to be. <laughs> Franchise, man. Franchise. Oh, oh, he, he disconnect. Right. You hear me? Yeah. yeah. Where you going, man? You you yeah, we can hear you. All right, I don't know what the hell is going on, man. I'm here, man. You know, my internet be on there. I mean, to be fair, I didn't pay my internet bill this month. But that's neither here nor there. All right, so. <laughs> Maybe you need to get off Wi-Fi for it to work. Hey, hey, I'm scared to do that now, man, because it might go. <laughs> man, man. What's your thoughts on Shorty Man, my thoughts, like, like my brother Flawless said, man, Shorty G is the place to be. You dig that? You know what? I'm, I'm going to say Sucker. that. <laughs> oh, tell me. You did not just say that. Right. <laughs> I'm coming. We coming for you. New. That's all I'm, I'm going to say. That's all I was going to say. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't worry. That's, that, that, that's, that's what you got us for. <laughs> hey, hey, it's just like we can't say this. Hey, Joe, it's the Euclid. What? Cucamonga Cracker Killers. <laughs> All right, but no, seriously. seriously All right, seriously, folks, seriously. we're sorry, folks. We're sorry. Hey, hey, <laughs> okay, hey, look, hey, 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 I want to say to the audience don't forget my clothing line's coming out. It's called Crackerware. It's a white kid with a sideways hat and with little cracker sprinkle salt falling on his head with his arms crossed. <laughs> you is wildin'. You is wildin'. Yeah, All right, ladies and gentlemen, before he has any more beer in his system. Uh, shorty G, man, go. Shorty G, Shorty G. No, no, no. no. Okay, so Shorty G. Uh, when he was with, with American Alpha, uh, back when he was with Jason Jordan, I always felt to me, even though he was a smaller guy and they was pushing Jason more, I always felt like technically, man, I Chad Gable got it. 
when he did speak, which wasn't often, I felt like he had the charisma. I feel like now, and I'm going to say this now, I honestly do not think that they're going to give up on this push. I think they've been working on this for a minute now, and I know WWE sucks when it comes to follow through, but I believe, man, to have him go up against Corbin, who's the guy they're still pushing down our throats, and come out on the receiving, on the winning end of it, man, I think they're going to really do something special with him, hopefully. It ends up in some type of title line. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. All right, man. Well, next up, man, we got the, you know, Hulk Hogan on Skype. Uh, <laughs> you know, because apparently, you know, Seth Rollins is wrestling the Fiend at Crown Jewel. So he's he's out as captain on Team Hogan. Uh, so they say that it's going to be Ali and Ricochet so far on the team. Uh, do we even care about this just before I even go any no, further? No, next. <laughs> okay. All right. Then. I'm going to keep it pushing. Uh, next up, we got uh, we got the New Day and Heavy Machinery versus uh, Rude and Ziggler versus the Re- and the Revival. And a nice little eight-man tag match, uh, franchise man. I, I, did you, you know, how did you feel about the match? I thought it was a good match. You know, I thought it was okay. Uh, what you think? I thought it, I thought it was pretty decent. You know, I thought it was a decent match. Um, guys, I'm gonna just be honest. <coughs> the show just sucked, and and not to be negative. It's, I don't even think at this point, I don't even know. I'm not even going to say it's the wrestler's fault. It's just, I think, man, we just got so fed up with trying to get invested in these storylines or like thereof. It's like, even when you have a good match, it's hard to appreciate it because it's like, where are we going from here? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, that tag match, it was a good match, but I was already so just detached from you. Like I said, once the Roman and Shinsuke and all that, man, I really didn't care for nothing else, really. But to answer your question, the match was a solid match. Overall, uh, if it was an <coughs> AEW, I would have liked it more. But, you know, <laughs> I just I, – I don't know, man. Like I said, you know, no knock on the performers you know, in this match. It's just – I really could care less. Okay. Uh, I thought it was a good match. Good match to showcase the tag teams, of course, for the tag team turmoil at Crown Jewel. But what Franchise said, you know, it's funny. Like, when you watch, like, the AEW tag team matches, you're like, man, this is so good. And then when you watch SmackDown, you're like, ah, yeah, that's good, but it's not as good as that one, you know? Like, it feels like you're – it feels like the AEW tag team wrestling is at the major leagues and the WWE tag team wrestling is at the minor leagues. Like, it's good, but it's not up there. And I don't know if that's the wrestler's fault. Like, I think it's creative's fault. Like, when you, like, you could tell, like, I'll tell you this. I'll give two feuds that were, like, really awesome. That was the New Day and the Usos in that Hell in a Cell match. And when the Usos faced Harper and Ronan and, like, one of the pay-per-views, like, best two out of three falls. Those were great tag team matches. But now it just seems watered down. Uh, but it was an okay match for what they did. Okay, okay. All right, so we got a, uh, an advertisement for Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns to team up against King Corbin and Shinsuke Nakamura later on in the main event. And then after that, we got The Miz TV. <laughs> and- <laughs> And this might have just been the 
This was, you know, this was just the highlight of the night. This, <laughs> this, this was the highlight of, of the show. This was, uh, man, you know what, flawless. I, you, you, man, you know what? Okay, so Miz comes out. He does his. He does what the Miz do. Bailey and Sasha comes out. You know, they talking shit. Whatever. Flawless, go ahead, man. All right. <laughs> I want to say this about Bailey. Man, did she age 30 years or what? She looks like my third grade teacher. Like, yeah, she's man. Oh, my man. God. Short hair, too much heavy makeup. Like, she looks like a mannequin. Like, it's so bad. But Miss just destroying her. Like, what are you, Brock Lesnar? And she's Paul Heyman? You know, what are you, don't talk? Or are you going right. to defend your title? You know, and all. I mean, just going after her. So, so this is the thing. When, when, it, when Becky turned on Charlotte and Becky turned bad and then she was on the Miz show, Becky came after the Miz right after. Like, Becky had punchline after punchline, comeback after comeback. Bailey right. doesn't have that. Like, somebody texted me, uh, one of my good friends texted me the other day. Like, he's like, during the show, he's like, I just can't buy Bailey's heel turn. Like, uh-huh. like, last week was fun when she turned heel, but this week you're like, oh, God. Like she had no comeback, and Miss just destroyed her. Yeah, yeah, he did. Franchise. Hello. Franchise. You come on, go ahead, man. Okay, no, y'all, y'all had y'all now y'all had faded in and out for a second, but yeah, like like Paula said, when she first you know did her heel turn, like, okay, I like this new look, and then it's like last week, I was like, damn, she look old as shit, like that. DW Bob cut maker looks like somebody's soccer mom. <laughs> and then it doesn't help that she ain't got no lips and her eyes are like two. <laughs> hey, Joe, know what I'm about to say. Her, eye, hey, her eyes are like two pork and beans right next to each other. <laughs> Hell no. She looks like a librarian. <laughs> you know, like. And then, and then, then you know, she has a little buck teeth and everything. But anyway, <laughs> I feel like a gerbil. <laughs> Y'all wild, man. Y'all wild. But no, but and, and it was funny, too, because I, I meant to text you guys, but I just, once again, I hated the show, so I said, fuck it. But, I, yeah, what Flawless said, when the Miz, the Miz was like, wait, going in on her. I'm like, damn. And he just kept coming back and he kept coming back. And I don't know if, Bailey was supposed to just like I, I don't know if she didn't have a script but this is one time WWE needed to give her a script because she didn't have shit to say <laughs> but like I was, and then what did she say life sucks and then you die I'm like, uh, <laughs> I was like uh, that's it? I'm like that's uh, it? Okay, that's, it? that's all you got to say like, I know I, I mean, yeah. she took it on the chin like a porn star and had no comeback nice <laughs> I was just like, this man just basically discredited you. Everybody somehow, he basically sauce a little sidekick. And now all you say is, life sucks and then you die. It's like, what the fuck? Like, really? Okay. She's trying to, I think, I see, I think the problem is, for me, I feel like they tried to make her too dark, but she don't need to be dark. She just need to not be so goddamn happy and, and, and huggable and all that. Like, she don't have to be like I, they, they're trying to make it too deep. Like that—that's the problem. Like, and she's not ready for that. You gotta, <clears throat> you gotta ease Bailey's heel turn into people. Like she, uh, yeah, she should have had better, uh, better. Uh, she should have had better lines. Period. Like she should have said better stuff. I mean, her and uh, Sasha—they both could have said something better. 
during this whole little uh, promo, especially when they got back and forth. And it seemed like when the women started coming out and, bra- you know, talking about how they're going to win and all this, Nikki Cross and uh, Dana Brooks and, you know, all them, it, it, it that kind of seemed a little botchy because it seemed like somebody came out or, you know, they, they cut her off or, like, she didn't know what she was supposed to say or I don't know. I don't know how to hide with, you know, how they can mess it up. Go ahead. No, can, can I say something about Dana Brooke? Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, I don't want to be. I don't. I don't want to be a hater, right? I don't want to be a hater. But every time I see Dana Brooke, she is too cocky to be at her ass beat the way she do. Like every time I, every time I see her, it just reminds me of when Ronda Rousey kicked her in the stomach. <laughs> and she, oh. <laughs> and she flew halfway across the ring. <laughs> hey, hey, that bitch went wee. How you gonna hate on Cleveland's own? Come on, man. I love Dana Brooke, man. I love <laughs> Dana Brooke to death as a person. She's phenomenal as a performer. Goodbye. She was but, good in NXT when her and Oscar were going at it. They had like a little segment going on. Yeah. But like ever since she came up to the main roster, it's like yeah. God, they just been burying her. Yeah, yeah, they were. But, you know, it is what it is. But moving on to the six-pack women's challenge for the number one contendership, we had, uh, as mentioned, Nikki Cross, Dana Brooke, Carmella, Lacey Evans, Sonya Deville, Mandy Rose. So, in a nutshell, this was an okay match. Uh, Nikki Cross came out victorious. Um Kind of seen it coming, but maybe this, maybe this is a, a a good push. Maybe this would be a little different, even though we've seen Bailey and Nikki Cross before with Bliss, and considering Bliss is on SmackDown, but she didn't show up, so I'm wondering how that's going to work out. You know, wink, wink. But um, yeah, I I I I, I want to give it a chance because I I really like Nikki Cross, but I don't know if they're going to take the title off Bailey just yet. Yeah, I hope uh, I kind of, you know, we all saw kind of coming, you know, Nikki Cross is going to win. I hope Nikki Cross plays mind games with Bailey like every week. Just just messes with her. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The way that, the way that they're, they're building Nikki Cross and I hope they don't rush it, but the way they're building her, man, I think she's going to get that title pretty soon. If Bailey keep, if she I don't know. Like, let her character develop a little more. Yeah, is somebody typing? No. No. I think that's you. No, that, 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 that's the cracker killer. <laughs> that's the cracker killer. It only does it when you talk. Really? <laughs> that, oh, because you're doing it, you cracker killer. <laughs> Hell no. But, nah, but go ahead, I, man. Finish. But no, nah, I don't know, man. Like I said, I think Nikki Cross man, is going to end up getting the title. So, we'll see. <laughs> She's fool. So, it's man, next up. Man. Idiot. <laughs> All right, man. So, next up, man, we got Braun Strowman versus Drew Gulak, which was pretty much a squash match. Gulak trying to give a presentation on how Braun can beat. Uh, <laughs> Tyson Fury, but Tyson Fury, but I, yeah, I, I, it, it was just a squash match, man. It was, it was nothing. Uh, uh, I did want to see the slideshow. I'll say that I, I was interested in the three hundred and forty page slideshow. 
I ain't gonna lie. I did want to see a few things. Other, I, I did want to see a few of those pages, but yeah, it was what it was, man. It was just Tim stalling from that ass whooping he was getting. Uh, next up, we got the tag match for the um, oh for nothing. It was just a tag match between Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns, King Corbin, Nakamura. Uh, yeah, it it was it it was an okay match. I liked I liked the Nakamura Reigns match better than I did this. Even though you had Daniel Bryan in it, it was a little bit more. But um, you kind of could tell they they were going to get the win. I feel like I felt like this should have been a good win for Corbin and Nakamura to kind of just get a, a a cheap win against mm-hmm. these two in a tag match. You don't really hurt anything because it's just a tag match. No one, you know, it's not a match that really mattered. So yeah. um, I I. I I I would have preferred if they had won. I mean, you got a cha- I mean, you got a champion in the match. I mean, you 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 want him to go over. So and you trying to get uh, Corbin over. So it would have it would have been better for them to do that. But overall, it, it was just an okay match. Whoever yeah. wants to go, uh, I'll say this. Uh, yeah, Shinsuke got the uh, took the pin by Brian, which I think it's going to lead into a Daniel Bryan versus Shinsuke feud for the Intercontinental Title. Which I said it was a good thing, yeah. you know that was that could be yeah. a good thing. And you know why? Because that's the title Brian won at WrestleMania in the Money in the Bank, but he never lost it. He got mm. injured and had to give it up. So they mm. could hopefully they could play off that. And I think Brian, as an Intercontinental Champion, could solidify it. You know, kind of like when the Miz was the Intercontinental Champion, be a fighting champion, like how it was back in the days when we were younger. But I would love to see a Daniel Bryan Shinsuke feud, possibly at Survivor Series or maybe the Royal Rumble or something, or the December pay per view. I forgot about that. Uh, you know, some you know feud but, going on. But I, I I wouldn't mind seeing that story revisit with Daniel Bryan, but I don't want to see Nakamura lose the title yet. Like I would, I want to see Nakamura beat a champion and actually win and beat somebody legit. So that way you can. Cause he's been just sitting with this title. He hasn't really been defending it with no against nobody. He's just been holding on to it. So I want him to get a few wins in, you know, beat a few folks, and then drop it, you know, maybe by Royal Rumble or Elimination Chamber, like somewhere around that time. Like I want him to hold on to it for a, a little bit longer. But yeah, yeah I, I agree with you though. I, I definitely want to see a Brian versus Nakamura. Fresh eyes. I want to see a Brian versus Nakamura too, but hopefully they actually give them time. You know, lately with Nakamura's matches, he's been getting hella disrespected by WWE creative. So, just know, if you give Brian and Nakamura a solid 15 to 20 minutes, I'm down. And I think this could actually be a great rivalry. You know, both these guys are, you know, fucking great athletes, man. I would love to see them. They're hard-hitting, and they're both physical. So, I want to see it, man. Hopefully, But like you say, at the same time, I don't want to see Nakamura lose the title just yet. I feel like now... You know, he's starting to kind of get a little bit more of a push. He's starting to kind of let him do a little bit more of him. So I don't want to see Brian win. Yeah, but Brian doesn't necessarily need a win right now either. And, that, and that's definitely not going to hurt him. So Nakamura and Shinsuke, book it. Right. For sure, for sure. Well, man, that was it, man. Uh, that was uh, it. Uh, what, what? Uh, I do have to say the ratings. Oh, okay. oh, okay. Well, like I said, that was the end of the show, so we're going to get into the ratings. Uh, uh, Phenomena, go ahead and uh, do your thing, bro. Okay, so their debut show on Fox a couple weeks ago did a 3.9. Last week did a 2.8, or 
for 2.9, okay? They lost a million viewers, remember? And then Vince was mad and got rid of Bischoff because he blamed him, the fall guy. Right. This week, <laughs> they did a 2.4. Uh, so they lost more viewers. Uh, there's a report that the that the backs that the morale backstage at SmackDown is very low since they debuted it on Fox. Vince and them thought, "Oh, we're gonna be on Fox. This is gonna be awesome. We're gonna get fans." Yeah, not the case. The draft was a disaster. They know it now, but they thought it was gonna be a success, and it's a disaster. And the morale is backstage is just so terrible. That they thought uh, being on Fox was just going to be like, oh, we're on Fox. It's going to be a success. Uh, These past couple weeks have shown you not. Yeah, not at all. I, I, we, we, we said it, man, that the draft was a bust. Um, and Raw got two. Raw got all. The, Raw has the best mid card I haven't I, that I've seen in a really long time. It reminds me of that early uh, 2000s when you had the Radicals and all these other guys that were coming in from WCW. Like, that, that, that's, when, that's when WWE had a mid-card that you really got behind because you liked all, a lot of the guys. It's, it reminds so, me of the SmackDown 6. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, 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 and that's what and – I, and I said that. I said, you know, Heyman got his Raw 6. So uh, I'm definitely interested, you know, to get ready to watch the show and, and, and see what this first night of the official – you know, after the draft is going to look like. But, yeah, SmackDown, they, they didn't they – didn't, I, they they didn't get the people I felt they should have got. You know, we we talked about it. You know, for months. You know, who should go and the folks that they have and what they should do with them and how they can push it. And they've done none of that outside of Brock going to SmackDown, um, and and Kofi losing on a premiere of SmackDown. <laughs> that, that that's about that's about as as close as we got uh, as far as what they we what we thought they were gonna do, but. Yeah, um, I, I don't know, man. It's 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 not gonna get any better because you know, like I reminded franchise next Friday they're moving to FX One, and I'm not really sure how many folks uh, All have FX One series. Yeah, so the, so because they're, right, so because you're moving to FX One, you're losing. You could be possibly losing more ratings, and I'm thinking, just me, I'm thinking AEW may beat SmackDown in the ratings. Yeah, it's possible. You know what SmackDown needs? What's that? They need the G-O-W, baby! Oh, hey, fans, fans, I got a spoiler and not a prediction. The Fiend is at Raw. (laughs) 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 You, my friend. So is Cain Velasquez. Yeah. You, (laughs) fool. Oh, I'm telling. <laughs> well, look, other than that, man, you know, show, average show, you know, had a few spots. That was about it. Uh, I ain't got much else to say about it, uh, unless y'all got something y'all want to add. Yeah, I'm about to uh, drop a freestyle. I'm about to drop a freestyle. You ready? Yeah. Yo, yo. This shit blows. Boo. AEW coming for you. <laughs> Sucker! <laughs> ah, WWE sucks. All right, here we go. <laughs> My name Uh-oh. is Flawless, and I'm the best. 
I won the Olympics with a broken freaking neck. So just for this idiot, this idiot here, man. <laughs> Going back to the Kurt Angle rap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. You ready? <clears throat> yeah. War life. It's the basic fucking number. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking the same oh, thing. Hold on, hold on. I ain't done yet. I ain't done yet. Whether fighting or spitting, my discipline is unforgiving. Got you backing up in the defensive position and ass kicking anthem. Everywhere the bantam, hold the catch for ransom. The microphone phantom. What you gonna do? It's the new fight joint. Like a broken needle, kid, you missing the point. We dominate your conference or offense and no nonsense. My face all hits and get your reinforcements. We strike quick like night sticks. What's up? <laughs> All right, hold on. Let me get my guitar. All right, here go mine. Crack, here go Jimmy crack corn, and I don't care. Jimmy crack corn, and I don't care. I got Olympic gold. I got Olympic. No, mine's gonna be simple. Mine's gonna be hardcore. Somebody gonna get their ass whooped. What? Somebody <laughs> gonna get their ass whooped. What? Somebody gonna get their ass whooped. Hey, hey, hey. But uh. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Performing in my hometown, I can see him dreaming, making me talk down like I'm Willie Beeman, being Golden State again just to end the season. Oh, thank you, Flawless. I know that guy. Hey, 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 I almost didn't realize that's my music. Damn, I ain't got that song. Hey, hey, how the hell you got a song? I ain't even got my own damn music. Hell no. Hey, call me Flawless. Bro, I swear to God, I was looking for that song the other day in my spot I cannot find it. You are, you are the. Hey, look, when I make it big, it's on SoundCloud. I think we lost the fresh eyes. I'm here. I'm here. It's on SoundCloud. Go on SoundCloud and you get your own shit. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Hell no. And that folks is a lesson. And that folks is a lesson in the music business. Go to SoundCloud. Get your own shit. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Go ahead and end the show. Hey, hey, hold on. He's going to take my shit and copyright it. He's going to turn it into Jerry Heller. That would be easy. easy. <laughs> oh, damn. Hey, that's messed up. Hey, Kimbro going to be DJ Yellow. <laughs> <laughs> that's messed up. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. He's going to be sitting there eating steak and we going to be over here eating fucking rice krispies and golden grass. <laughs> Hell no. Hell, that's that's the good stuff. Rice Krispies and Golden Grams, that's the good stuff. I don't know, man. Kimbro might be Shook Knight. I might be Vanilla Ice hanging out of a 13 story this week. Hey. Don't mess with me. Nah, I'm just messing with <laughs> All right, man. End this thing, man, so we can go and enjoy the rest of the night. We got a, we got a Raw to go watch and get ready to get ready for it. It's the first yo, night. Yo, it's, yo. It's, uh, it's in Cleveland, so we got to go watch it. It's in Cleveland, so we got to see how they – So we got to go. So we got to go see what they do. So uh, franchise, man, yo, you know. You see them putting up that shitty-ass stage this morning? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, yo, yo, yo. Check it out. Might check one, two, one, two. Y'all ready? Ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for once again tuning in to another episode of the Generation of Wrestling Podcast, BB. As always, it's yours truly the 26-year-old pizza gold, the franchise. Better known as the showstopper. And my tag team partner, he is flawless. Joey B. And the girls the way, BB. It's KBZ, aka Tuco, Kimber, mm, yeah. 
the Generation Wrestling Podcast, and that's the bottom line because I said so. How you doing? Now, can you dig that? Sucker! Sucker!